This is the Unearthing Art Podcast with Michelle Luminato and Beck Lee, where we dig into the messy reality of making art that matters, raw and real conversations about being an artist, navigating the creative process, and expressing our honest and sometimes weird selves. So last week we leaked that I've been bored a lot in my creative journey, and I loved some of the responses that we got and just heard like a lot of, I think, that acceptance of like, hey, it's okay to say I'm bored and Mm. what can we do about it? But I also feel like there's a lot of layers to that beneath, which is not surprising because that's what we do with this podcast. Um, Mm. And what it's really uncovering for me is how critical growth is for my journey to give me a fresh perspective and it's not something that's like a set and forget you know i went to art school tick i learned everything there that's it tick don't need (laughs) to relook at anything you know what i mean like it's the growth that helps me keep seeing new things well immediately i want to flip it yeah (laughs) i love that about you but when i think about the growth and what you're talking about it really strikes me that the growth approach is only possible and works because things are always changing so yes. that's what i mean by flip it yes. it's kind of the underlying thing of what are we dealing with is continual change and i think it's pretty fair and and easy to say at this point in time that most human beings aren't great with change yeah. We like things to say pretty much the same mm-hmm. as a general statement, as a personal statement. Yeah, I really struggle with change. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you might be you might be a change I'm, savant. I, I'm but... <laughs> the opposite. I love yeah. change. I love you know purging my house of things that don't feel relevant. Like I, mm. I think I actually really crave change. So this will be good. I think we should yeah. get into the the differences there because the world does change you know, all the time. It's not static. Um, And I think our vision and how we see the world evolves and changes by those experiences that we take in, you know, just as being human. And while the world changes around us and um, we can recognize that happening and resent it or embrace it, I think when we're talking about creating art and the kind of, I guess, dynamics that we've been talking Mm -hmm. about, Um, here even more tricky is the fact that we're changing Mm -hmm. but I don't think we necessarily think that it's kind of a layered thing like on Mm -hmm. one hand how comfortable are we with the idea that we are changing as human beings as ourself you know people look back at photos of themselves 20 years ago 30 years ago and you know you look at the hairstyles and you look at the clothes and you think about the music that you listen to and the the choices you made (laughs) and on one hand in that kind of let's say superficial way we um, quite easily say oh yeah I I changed in some ways you know like I look like a different person my taste has changed Mm -hmm. like it seems like you know the way we might have decorated our room when we were 14 years old versus how we decorate (laughs) our house let's hope let's hope that changed (laughs) okay yes as a 40 or 50 year old so we seem to be okay with that idea at the same time I feel like it's a bit of a badge of honor honor to say like, well, I haven't 
changed in my essentials. I'm still the same person. I'm mm. still the same person. You mm-hmm. know, that kind mm-hmm. of thing where you don't want to almost like it's a bad thing to admit that going through the world and having things happen changes who you are. Mm. It's like who we are versus what we like or what we choose. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, this could be just a bit super too deep philosophical and beyond, <laughs> beyond our capabilities to discuss. I mean, who are we? Who are we if not I, the things we like I was, and, and, yeah, and what we choose? I was just thinking, because I instantly, when you said that, I went back to 9-11 and how profoundly... Um, Mm. changed I felt from that experience not Mm. that you know the core of Michelle wasn't there but my perspective definitely shifted definitely shifted and part of that was just because of how close I was to it all and and the trauma that I experienced and and just that probably that vulnerability and naivety is that the right way Mm -hmm. to say that i'm terrible with words that shifted like there was just some shifts that just happened in that time and space for me um and how could that not affect the work that i wanted to make so and how could again i'm probably drifting far beyond uh the scope of the unhosting art podcast here (laughs) but how could if you think about it if that had not happened if mm-hmm. Michelle had not experienced that, if that had never happened, would Michelle be the same person she is today doing, you no. know, the sort of thing that she does now? And so... Yeah, yeah. And see, that's that's the thing. We, we do change. It might be, you know, more subtle than we notice. Sometimes mm. it could be more dramatic. I definitely can think of a few times where it was probably a little more dramatic of yeah. just this... You know, and it was very unsettling. I don't I don't think that it was like, oh, that felt really good. Like it wasn't it was very unsettling to feel, you know, big shifts, especially when it's a hardship or something. I think that really mm. kind of puts a new twist on our perspective. Um but the person who has gained strength and freedom from those hardships, again, this is just my personal experience. The, the the vision that I had after that was really like, okay, you get one life, let's go for it. And so yeah. that gave me a freedom to pursue that vision. It's unraveling in front of me, but what mm. it looked like then looks different than now. And yeah. even what it looked like two years ago looks different now. And so there's a different vantage point once we've experienced that. And then mm-hmm. it's, you know, how does that impact what do we do next? How do we see next? And again, I'm all I'm really interested in how do we see new? How do we invigorate ourselves? How do we stimulate ourselves, especially with my, mm. you know, acknowledgement of boredom? I think that that's mm-hmm. really important to my work and um it it makes it so much more fun too. So, I went off on a little yeah. tangent there. Sorry about that. Well, no, I, I, I am loving the tangent, actually, because I just wanted to share a little something about that idea of how we're changed by big experiences. When we first started, we talked about our backgrounds a little bit and one of those kind of defining experiences. And for me was at the age of 20 being diagnosed with a, a chronic condition, which has continued with me, you know, mm-hmm. over 20 years with medication and treatment well managed but there's been surgeries there's been tough times and the interesting thing about that is that 
after I'd been diagnosed and was had started that process and the path and everything that involved, um, there was a newsletter put together by you know, one of the associations that support patients. Mm -hmm. And they did interviews with people. And in my interview, she asked a question of if you could go back in time and never have had Crohn's, Crohn's is what I have, uh, would you do it? And at that stage, I'm probably like five years in, something like that. But it gave me pause. And when I was recounting this story to somebody else, they immediately said, well, yeah, why wouldn't you? Why would you choose a path that has like pain and limitations and uncertainty? But in that moment, I was saying to the lady interviewing me, I'm not sure that I would. And she said, you know, I've done a lot of these and the majority of people say that they wouldn't change it, Mm. that they wouldn't go back and choose not. Now, why Why on <laughs> earth could that be the case? The reason I think like that now is that I'm not sure, um, like if I could go back and have all the same insights that I have yes, now, yes, just exactly. minus the pain and the yes. suffering, then yeah, sign yes. me up. Yeah. But would I give up now? Would I be the same person? Would I have made certain decisions in my life and prioritized certain mm-hmm. things And, you know, I think that experience has made me like a softer person, a more compassionate person. Mm -hmm. It really unlocked things for me. And I think that's like a 9-11 experience. The other thing that that makes me then think, bringing us back to like, what is this strange relationship we have with wanting to feel like we've always been the same person, but yet at the same time, we're so changeable and you know, sliding doors, different paths taken. We could have been a different person. I do feel like there's there's sort of seeds of, of who we are from, mm-hmm. you know, from birth. Like we have experiences from day one. We have our genetics. So I think there are those seeds there, seeds being an important word, but would certain seeds have bloomed not given the right circumstances or the right soil oh, that's a good analogy. you know what i'm saying yeah yeah definitely so it, it doesn't stay the same it doesn't we we have so many potentialities so yes. i don't think i guess what i'm trying to do is come up with a story because all of these are just stories that we tell ourselves aren't they <laughs> but trying to come up with a story to it to sort of explain how we can both embrace that idea that there are because you know we talk about this as well michelle there Mm -hmm. are we do have unique perspectives it's not like we're saying that we're such we're just a glass of clear water and and there's nothing about us which is identifiably us Mm -hmm. of course there is Mm -hmm. because when we make art in all different ways you can also see beck and you can also see michelle but who that is is also so fluid like the expression of beck and the expression of michelle there are all these different potentialities and all these different kind of seeds blooming and being uncovered. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing. I know totally. I'm going on super no, long here. I, your <laughs> analogy is so spot on because it is, it is like seeds. And I love that analogy of, you know, it's like there's all this soil and there's the seeds, but if you're not in the right environment for that seed to bloom, it's not going to come, you know? And my husband planted some garden stuff like I literally was like wow look at the difference with the soil and how that affects the seeds yes 
And I think that when we talk about seeing Beck and seeing Michelle, there are things about us that we things that we have within us to express that we could still go our whole lives without ever actually coming to the surface because for example if I hadn't gone through what I went through I don't think I would have dropped some of the masks Mm -hmm. that's the other thing in this so Mm -hmm. you can think of it less as being changing and essentially who we are but as we get older we start to strip back stuff yeah and then it's not that you've radically become a different person per se it's that these seeds have been allowed to grow or you've allowed something to be revealed these are all totally (laughs) no and and my brain instantly because we're visual people i was visualizing like if you imagine this row of garden you know and it's got all these seeds in this whole row and at the beginning of your life there's a few that pop up you know and then life keeps happening and depending on the environment and the conditions a few more pop up but honestly Mm. i think it is about letting go of masks and things and that's where you know 9-11 was there was an innocence to me that was before that happened that you know maybe it was naive maybe whatever it it shifted that and that was part of growing up as well because i was in my early 30s when that happened but i think that it is around these subtle shifts of the human experience that really Mm. either build up a mask you know and add to the facade or it helps take the masks down and helps kind of evolve you into this full flourishing garden that is your own or it's the garden of someone else's you know what i mean yeah i love the garden and i love that it it connects i think it, it miraculously it connects to what we what we started talking about because how that all ties into this idea of making art and whether you have this kind of growth approach or to beware of where you're getting fixed in your idea of what the garden looks like which is what we are getting to if you have an idea of this is who i am if you have an idea of i already know about xyz it's like you're you know you're sort of super gluing those masks in place yeah Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that you're not allowing anything unusual you're not allowing you know how sometimes i've had this in the yard this strange little flower pops up in the middle of the lawn (laughs) like where did that come from i didn't put that there i don't know how (laughs) it got there but so you can either rush over and yank it out and go, that's not what I expect to see on, on this stretch of lawn. Or you can go, oh, I kind of like that. Maybe I'll, you know, find some more and plant some more in that spot because it's doing so well there. Allowing those things to come out and also um, understanding that what you may have thought you were growing two years ago mm-hmm. and what you may have been planting two years ago um can be really different you know can be like if you check in with yourself at this point in time because we're talking about this in relation to um it was just last episode wasn't it we were talking Mm -hmm. about revisiting our sources of creativity Mm -hmm. and how i'd taken a moment to really after much resistance which is exactly what we're talking about Yeah, yeah yeah i thought no i've been through this process with you last year michelle 
I looked at what was speaking to me. I reflected on what I had within me to say. I thought about the kind of art I wanted to make. I had my sources of inspiration. I did the whole thing. Here's what it is, and I'm not going to do all that again. I'm, I'm <laughs> I did it 12 months ago. Listen to the, certain, listen to the certainty. This is the yeah, part yeah. that I think is the core of this episode. We have so much certainty in what's in front of us and what we see, right? We were like, mm-hmm, I did mm-hmm. this. This is what I see. I've, I've solved it. And we, we feel really certain about that you know, picture, but I'll, I'll bet you money if I take you tomorrow and I show you new images tomorrow, I'm just using images as an example, your perspective has changed again, you know, and I don't, I really believe this with my whole heart. I don't believe that we are this, we have that, we should have that much certainty in everything. And I think one of the fun reasons why is because there's no possibility in that certainty. It's Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. fixed. It's so limited to what you've already seen. And, and I it think stagnates. It stagnates it? totally. I mean, I yeah. think that we're we look at, we can look at an Im- and I'll just use an image as an example again. We can look at an image one day we're inspired by it, and then we're not because we're tired of it. You know, it's like mm. the same thing when you want to rearrange your you know your living room or lounge room. You you're just bored with the setup, you know, and it stagnates. Yeah. Like when you first do it, you're like, oh, this is great. I love it. It's fresh. And then it's like, you're like, oh, this old room again? And I feel that quite literally, like Mm. stagnation versus, it's like a flow of energy. Mm -hmm. So a room can feel, or a studio, or a piece of work, a painting that you're working on, it can feel like the energy has stopped moving. It's literally just stagnating. You don't feel anything towards it. You don't feel any kind of momentum going forward into the future with it or you can shake things up yeah the way we talk about things it's it's quite literal really you can shake things up you can get the energy moving you can it's like the flow of energy from within yourself Mm -hmm. and also you know with what whatever's happening on the canvas or the page or in the clay whatever it is yeah for me I definitely find that everything stagnates for me like the studio space the the images I surround myself, my inspiration, my own work. And I think this is the, the tricky part is unless you find a way to constantly keep that fresh, you'll sabotage it. And it might mm. not be that you need to throw, you know, the baby out with the bathwater. You just might need to add some fresh water. How do we add new fresh water? I mean, isn't a pond like that as well? Like don't I don't know about any kind of um <laughs> landscape thing dig out the whole pond and (laughs) i just remember like seeing and this is me being very not aware of how nature actually works so forgive my (laughs) science right i'm ready for 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 your interpretation of what happens in water sometimes when water is it's like it's stale and it's toxic. I don't know what happens, but it's as sludgy, a child, it's smelly. Sludge, I just remember yeah. it being like, ooh, it's it's not nice. Yeah. Sludgy, stale, not fresh air. I mean, lock up a house during winter. What do you have? A stale house. So I think Absolutely. that our creative practice is like this. And, mm-hmm. and I, again, for me, I think it happens more frequently than I used to realize. So it used to be that I thought, oh, I'll just, I'll kind of relook at things once a year. That's not enough for me. I just yeah. pointed out on the last episode that I relooked at 
my color sources of, you know, giving me fresh, a fresh perspective twice in one month. That's, that's outrageous, Michelle. That's crazy. But <laughs> what it did for me is like, there's no stale air. There's no yeah. sludgy stuff that I'm pushing up a hill. There's no resistance for me to get into the studio. You know, it's it's still surprising and uncertain, but it's much more inspiring. So, What you were saying then about how this used to show up for you previously really rang a bell for me because I think that a lot of artists experience that stop and starting. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I've experienced it. I know talking to other artists, we all experience that and we can feel a bit dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's one step forward, two steps back. Mm-hmm. You know, you start down one project, one idea, you feel really excited about it. And then one day the engine just runs out and mm-hmm. you just kind of putter to a stop and you don't know what's wrong. And that's when we were talking about the different kind of symptoms that can show up, like procrastination, avoiding the studio, um, feeling like you've lost track, like you're mm-hmm. on the wrong path, um, a lot of self-doubt. And that's when, like you say, it's baby with the bathwater. You're like, oh, this whole thing sucks. Throw that out. Now I have to think up a whole new idea and, you know, that feels overwhelming. So the, it's funny because on one hand we're talking about being open to change, but on the other, on the other hand... <laughs> As always the case with these strange paradoxes, if you're trying to be too fixed and and not recognize that you change and that your interests can change and also the kind of richness Mm -hmm. that that kind of flexibility can bring, in being too fixed, you end up almost changing too much. Yeah, Because now you're throwing everything out and you're you're losing continuity, you're losing momentum. I guess maybe you know, rather than looking at it again as a binary of things are changing or they're not changing, it's kind of like flow, Mm -hmm. like the flow of of water and, you know, the stagnant pond that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And if you can flow with the parts that are changing, it's a real kind of graceful and um, get more adept at, kind of harnessing totally the flow of creativity like absolutely when new stuff comes through and yeah what do you think about that instantly i had an analogy related to water <laughs> again because i was thinking that's how it is it's like you either stay in this stuffy pond that's smelly and stinky and sludgy or yeah. you go find the river and you just start flowing down the stream you know and you're in yeah. the river going with the current and the current takes Mm. you and that's why i'm so excited like i just love that we can go with the current and we can freshen up things i really don't find as much stop start in my studio anymore it's funny because i've never really thought about it like that because back when it was stop start of course i remember frustration like no end like it was just it was, I felt like I was pushing a boulder uphill to be a painter, you know, like you're like, oh mm-hmm. my God, this is so hard. But I mm-hmm. think um, the more I embrace my own strategies of, you know, what we use in origin art, 
It literally, yeah. I have no stop and start. It's continual. It's it's always flowing. So I feel like I'm on the river. Sometimes I have to stop and double up on things like the way I did with color this month twice. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's this constant flow of moving. And so if there is any, you know, hesitation or slowdown stage, it usually only happens for a week when I'm kind of realizing, okay, I'm not moving forward. Why am I not moving forward? But then I go in and sort of buckle down on what I can do to solve that. And then I move forward. So very much on the flow of of a river. And I think, of course, hindsight's 2020. And the other thing that's 2020 is when we are talking to, and another reason why you and I, Michelle, are kind of lucky in being able to have these conversations, because we also get to have these conversations with other artists and isn't it mm-hmm. always a hundred percent easier to look at what someone else is doing yeah. and see clearly these you know where they're getting hung up in the mm-hmm. river and where they're not going but when you're in that moment and I can totally relate and, it, and this happens to me the other way you know Michelle says mm, Beck what about this and to me it's like a blank wall like I in the moment we get we get hung up where flowing along the river and then we get caught you know on like a rock that's blocking the flow and we think we're making it easier for ourselves we think that we're keeping things simple by saying no no I have that bit worked out I know how this works and it's like this Mm. and you just you know block out you think by blocking stuff out it's going to make it easier but actually you make it so much harder for yourself which we can see from the outside, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, as I totally. say, the external point of view, of course, it's always the same. You can always, you know, give advice to others and then you struggle to apply Take, it yourself. Yes, so yes. as opposed to, as you say, if you can uh, let go of some of those fixed structures that you have about about yourself and about what works for you, you just get back in the flow of the water and let it happen like less working for it more oh here's something here's something here's something yeah does that resonate it does and the thing that came up for me was assumptions we have so many assumptions we you know we're when you were talking and you're like oh i got that worked out i already have that there's an assumption that what is there is working for you there's an assumption Mm -hmm. that that's all you need right now to move forward you know and and there's an assumption and knowing, you know, which is mm-hmm. great because we're like, oh, we're confident. I got this. But I think that there there's an expression and I usually don't swear. But isn't there this phrase of like assumption is really making an ass out of you and me? So I yeah. think for me, I always question my assumptions and that yes. might be more into the growth mindset as well. But I never assume that I know what I'm doing with color with all my color experience. And I think that that is a fun place to come from because if I assume I know everything, how boring for one. And then Mm. two, is it gonna give me anything new? Will I discover something new in that moment? No. So I just feel like if we can stop assuming so much, even though we've you know, taken all the courses or we've gone to art school or we've done the basic exercise a million times. And I'm saying that about myself. This is one of those being human things. We can say this till the cows come home, but of course we're always making like you and I, Michelle, by no means 
just because we can say this means that we do this 100% of the time. We're always making assumptions. There are always more aspects, whether it's in the studio or probably in life, where we could be unlocking something, hold something a little more gently, a little more lightly, I guess, rather than hanging on to it. And so that's just a bit of, like you say, that's something that you can apply at any point in time when I think, because I'm thinking about now and I'm there a lot of the time, believe me, when you're um, hitched up on that rock in the stream and you're, you're sort of stuck and the water's bashing up against you and you're like, why why is this not working for me? Why is this not working? You're like, let go of the rock. Um, that's what you're yelling at me from the shore. Let go of the, let rock, go of the rock. You don't need the rock. The current's moving. Keep going. Yeah, exactly. So how do we see that in our own lives? I think like you're saying, think about assumptions. Notice any any time you say, "Oh, but that's sorted," but that's sorted. Stop and go. Oh, hang on. Is there something that is, I'm assuming is a fixed thing, totally. but it doesn't isn't a fixed thing? Yeah, I, and it strikes me that um, I've heard you talk about this beginner's mind. Mm. Like, go back to being a beginner. Don't assume I did this course, I did that course. You know, I did a color course, I did ten color courses, so now I'm I know. I've got my color worked out. Like assume, <laughs> apply those assumptions the opposite way. Assume you know nothing yes. about anything. Yes. And say, if I knew nothing, if none of this was fixed, if none of this was for sure, how many different you know places would that give me where I could tweak, something, leverage something, uh, get a fresh input on it? Totally. And I just... I'm in the middle of color, so I keep talking about that because that's where my head is in my studio. But I can give you an example of an assumption where I, because I have worked with so so much color, you know, over 20 mm. years, my brain thinks it knows a lot. And I find that I'll go into the studio and I'll start mixing something up, trying to do something that's recalling a memory of a color. And mm. and I'm like, yep, I just do a little of that, a little bit of that. And, and a lot of times I do get it right, but then there's times where I'm like, no, that's not what it looks like. And so I have to stop assuming, literally go print out an example of what I'm trying to achieve and then put it mm. right next to me because I think our brain and memory plays tricks on us as well. There is one level I think that a, a listener could have, a perception that you could have about this conversation that we're saying, oh, be open to revisiting color, be open to revisiting um, how you make things and what your process is. But also going back to where we started, there's a really deep level of be open to the idea that the color that you thought you liked last week may not be a color that you like anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, the fact is that that current that we're talking about is you as well, mm -hmm. you know? It's not just carrying you down the river. It's like flowing through you too. We're, we're made of lots of water. Yeah. And that's the kind of source that we talk about a lot, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Making connections to that. When we talk about this creative source, that when you can loosen your grip a little bit and allow your creative source to flow in a really um, authentic, natural way, your source isn't just one pond of ideas mm -hmm. your source is actually a river that never stops flowing how you react to things how they react to you what 
what appears important and not important like there's just lots and lots of let's start mixing those uh metaphors now there's lots and lots of seeds of potential Mm -hmm. that have yet to even bloom you know so it's always something new that has a possibility of coming if you just keep flowing with it yeah and i i I think you were speaking into something that I was thinking at the same time, which is it's about context as well, Mm. you know, because again, I keep thinking about color and the context of color for me personally um, has really shifted. And so what might be something that maybe, you know, five years or even three years for that matter that I did not like in that context, maybe in a different context, I'm going to like it. So I think that that's where on that river, that context has changed. Those seeds around you that have blossomed as well, you know, they've changed and they've grown into something different. And so it looks different. You're absolutely right. There are so many variables because things gain different meanings for you. Mm -hmm. Like sticking with the idea of color, you know, I was all about blue a Mm -hmm. year ago and it had a particular meaning for me. And now I am exploring different ways of expressing that meaning in ways other than Mm -hmm. the color blue Mm -hmm. but because i am discovering new ways that are meaningful to me it's a deepening of that meaning or it's a reimagining of you know it's it's the context it is the process yeah it's the context is the flow it's it feels like it's along the same journey let's say Mm -hmm. of that you know it's not something where it's not something so harsh as saying oh blue's not in trend anymore so now i have to paint in this color Mm -hmm. that is feels just like completely wild to me at this point in time to think in that way because you can be completely in this flow that we're talking about in this this river of ideas and inspiration and context and your own experience and how you're feeling and relating to the world moment to moment always changing that's where this like (laughs) never how can you possibly have a fixed single thing that is you in the face of all that and, and and change and to add to that a fixed process that is yeah, static yeah, yeah. this is why i'm like if anything it's more of you know really kind of fine tuning it so that you can really grow faster in my opinion i find that it yeah. helps me to shine light on it more often so i can grow faster cuz it's moving so me saying okay it's moving how do i just keep moving with it it's, it's much more effective. I think if I was going to summarize the theme of all this, it's that it's around not only understanding how changeable everything is, how fluid everything is, and kind of coming to terms with that and finding a way to just deal with it. You know, mm-hmm. how do I just survive all this fluid and change? But actually, how, how do I like swim in it? How do I love it? Because mm-hmm. it's it is the accelerator mm-hmm. that you're harnessing, I think, Michelle. Yes. It is the accelerator that brings a lot of ease and joy and fun and potential and surprises and yes. <laughs> all the wonderful things to your process and your art. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think especially, as I stated last time, uh, you know, I am middle-aged and I'm looking for an adventure and I'd like to consider my studio like it's the adventure, 
you know, and mm-hmm. that's where I think if if you're feeling stagnant, you're feeling like, you know, you're in that swampy, sludgy, not going anywhere, feel stale, possibly bored, you know, and you haven't, if you haven't heard that last week's episode, listen to that. Um, but I think it's, it, it could be that you have changed and yeah. your perspective has changed. And so it's time to adjust and find a way to see a new perspective. And go with the flow. Yes. Go with the flow. <laughs> I love our little swampy flow river analogies. 